What if the people that hurt you the most actually gave you the power to become a master of your own life? What if the pain of your past secretly made you a genius? In this episode, we're talking about taking a forgiveness inventory and turning pain into purpose. I hope you love it. Hi, gorgeous. Welcome to another episode of Gala Loves Everything. And in this episode, we are talking about something that I find a riveting concept. And that idea is that maybe your pain secretly made you a genius. And the reason why this appeals to me so much, the reason why it just tickles me deep down is because we all have pain. We all have trauma. We all have had difficult experiences and ugly moments. We've been let down. We've been hurt by people. We've been lied to. We've been manipulated. And we all carry this stuff around with us. And it builds up inside of us. And it creates so many problems. And I've been thinking about this a lot recently. And the reason I started thinking about it was because I realized it might be time to do a forgiveness inventory. Oh my God. Now, before I go into this and tell you how to do a forgiveness inventory of your own, I want to just, before you are like, fuck this, I'm not listening to this episode. I don't need to do forgiveness. Fuck those people that hurt me. I hear you. I hear you. But before you do that, let me just explain why this is important. It's important because if you want to go through life open-hearted, by which I mean open to the wonder of life, open to blessings, vulnerable and raw and available for love, for romance, for passion, for excitement, we have to decalcify our hearts. And what happens is over, you know, our period of living, we have these experiences where we get hurt and we get let down. And as that happens, it's like we armor up our heart a little bit more because we've had these experiences that were so painful and we're like, okay, that was dumb. I'm not going to do that again. This pain was so intense. I'm simply not going to allow myself to go there. And sometimes that can be great, right? Sometimes that pain helps us put boundaries in place. It helps us recognize red flags. It helps us understand what we really want and are looking for in our lives and what we are going to avoid in the future. But sometimes we take it to this place where we really are closed down. We're locked up inside. We're bound on the inside. And the reason why I've been thinking about this is because a lot of women in my community a lot of women in my community, like 80%, struggle with being vulnerable, with being intimate, with letting people in emotionally, and really live in a space of being in their heads, getting shit done, being a boss bitch, and taking no prisoners. And let, let me just say, off the bat, I fucking respect that because that's me too, right? I live in that space too. It's how I've achieved pretty much everything in my life. It's why I have the great business. It's why I have a beautiful home. It's like how I've created my lifestyle is by being that way. However, there comes a point in your life where you realize that what has gotten you to this stage will no longer get you to the next stage. 
It simply won't. It's like you can use a tool for so long, but eventually you're going to have to use another tool. You can't use a hammer your entire life. You might need a screw this time or a I'm not very good with tools. I don't know, some bolty thing, whatever. You get my, it's a shitty analogy, but you get my point. You may need a new tactic to get you to this new level in your life. And I've been thinking about this a lot. I'm, you know, very much like I get it done. If I have a feeling, I tap through it, I block it out, I move on to the next thing, and I just get things done. I'm very task oriented, very goal oriented. However, there's no room in that for romance and for love. It's, it's not. It's like if you and your feelings show up and you're somehow inconvenient to me, then I'm just going to keep on moving because I have things to do. <laughs> and if this is your attitude, you cannot be surprised when your relationships are just a disaster or when your partner doesn't feel important to you or when you're like, why aren't we connecting? Well, you're not connecting because you're not connected to your own emotions. So all of this to say, this is one of the reasons why forgiveness work is important. And if you do struggle in your relationships, if you do struggle with letting people in, with being vulnerable, with sharing your emotions, with even feeling your emotions in the first place, I know a lot of us have trained ourselves out of feelings because they're inconvenient and they get in the way of getting the job done right? Which can be a really good skill sometimes. Sometimes you do have to push that shit to the side and just get things done. But often your feelings are there for a reason. They're telling you something. There's information in that. And I'm starting to feel like life is bigger than just getting things done. Life is bigger than just achieving and goal setting and ticking it off. There's more to it. And so like I'm saying, if this is something you struggle with, if you do want better relationships, I want you to consider doing this forgiveness inventory. Now, a forgiveness inventory is something that you do for yourself. This is not about condoning other people's bad behavior. It's not about saying, it's okay that you did this to me and I'm a fucking doormat and I'm going to let you walk all over me and do it again. Absolutely not. But forgiveness is about releasing the emotional burden on yourself. It's about saying, I don't need to carry this anymore. I'm going to let it go. And that's not me saying that what you did is okay, but it's me saying, I'm not going to carry this around all the time and I'm not going to bring it into every future interaction I have. So if you have been cheated on or you have been let down in a love relationship, and you have not really forgiven that situation, you're going to go into every relationship waiting for the other shoe to drop, waiting to be cheated on, waiting to be lied to. You might want to sneak around and look at their phone. You might like, you know, ask them those like sneaky questions because you're trying to find a hole in their story, right? And when you're approaching life from this angle, that relationship is never going to feel good. You're never going to be connected. You're never going to trust them. And so in essence, what happened in the past is fucking up your current life and your future life. And I really believe that we have the obligation to heal our own stuff. So it's not your fault of whatever happened to you but it is your responsibility to heal it up, to work on it, to emotionally dismantle it so it doesn't disrupt your future. It's really fucking important. 
your life can be so big and so beautiful, but not if you are carrying these old wounds from the past, like a backpack, a backpack of turds. You just don't need that in your life. So here's how you do a forgiveness inventory. And I literally did this yesterday. So I'm fresh off the boat in terms of dealing with this. And I I have some things to tell you about it. So you're going to get a piece of paper and you're going to draw four columns. And in the columns going left to right, here's what you're going to write. On the far left column, you're going to write down the names of everybody who's ever hurt you. Now, you might think this will take a long time. It actually probably won't take that long. When I wrote this down, there were five people on the list. So I wrote five names in the far left column. And then in the column next to that, you write down how they hurt you. And you don't need to go into detail. You could probably just use keywords because this is just for you. You just need you know, a quick prompt to remember. In the column next to that, you're going to write down a, either a yes or a no for have you forgiven them or not? Yes or no? And then in the column beside that, you're going to write why you have or why you haven't. It's really simple. Now, when I did this inventory, I wrote down five names. And the first name on the list, I was like, oh, I've forgiven this person. And the other four, I had not. I was still carrying grudges, pain, anger, hurt, Um, most of those people aren't in my life anymore, but one of them is. And I recognize that my relationship with that person is fractured. It's not where I want it to be. And when I thought about the person that I had forgiven, I realized it's one of the best relationships in my life. So that person is my dad. When I was growing up, we had a very tumultuous relationship, very tumultuous I loved him, but we didn't get along, and it was extremely painful for me. And when I turned 18, or thereabouts, maybe I was even 17, I left home very like unceremoniously. My parents were actually out of the country, and I moved, I moved 600 kilometers away. I like wrote them a note, or I think sent them a text. I was like, hey, I moved out. They came back to an empty house. It was very dramatic. And we didn't really have a lot of communication for the next five years, six years maybe. And we we really didn't have a relationship. And when I was 23 and I discovered tapping, I did all this tapping on, you know, my eating disorder and depression and creativity and all these things. And one of the things I realized was that I really wanted to heal up my relationship with my father because I felt like if I didn't heal up my relationship with my father, I was going to have problems in my relationships forever. And so I did this tapping session on forgiving him and on, you know, even though he had done things that had hurt me, I deeply and completely loved and forgave and accepted myself. And maybe I could even start to forgive him too. And something that really helped me when I was doing that tapping was thinking about what was his childhood like? What messages was he given? How much love was he shown? How was he punished? How was he praised? And really seeing him as that like five-year-old boy and recognizing that what he had done as an adult was really just a result of his childhood. And that's what most people do. They're acting from their childhood wounds unless they've taken serious action to clear it up. And... I did this tapping and I called him, I don't know if it was that day or the day after, and I said to him, 
hey, I love you. And I want to let you know that even though we had a really hard time when I was growing up, I forgive you. And I really want us to have a really strong, healthy relationship because I I love you and I value you. And and I really want to work on that. And we got off the phone and apparently I was in another country, so I didn't know, but apparently he turned to my mother and he was like, I don't know who that was. It sounded like Gala, but it was a completely different person. And the healing that I did on my end completely transformed our relationship. He is my favorite person. I talk to him every day and there's no one I love or trust more. And so what I'm saying is that forgiveness is possible. And it, like I said, it doesn't mean that you condone their behavior, but sometimes it means that you empathize with them, which can feel really challenging, right? Because especially if we're talking about something like sexual assault or physical abuse, it might feel really, really fucking hard to forgive. And you don't have to forgive them if you don't want to, but maybe you can forgive yourself for being in the situation. Maybe you can forgive yourself for allowing them into your life in whatever way. Maybe you can forgive yourself for letting the pain of that carry forward into the future. But it's really important that we do this because essentially, if you don't heal what happened to you, you're letting either that person or that experience dictate the level of joy you have in your life today. And you are so much more powerful than that memory, than that experience, or even than that person. That person who behaved badly, um, you know, they didn't win by treating you badly. They lost. They lost. And they have kept losing. They are not the winner in this scenario. Look at your life and look at their life. You are the, you're the victor, even though you may not feel that way. And, you know, you have the ability and the power to rewrite your story and to claim your own joy and happiness over whatever they did to you. No experience is bigger than your spirit and your heart and your radiance. It's there. And I really want you to just remember that, that you're bigger than that. The other thing I want to say is that People show up in our lives and they may do horrible, terrible things to us, but what they did wasn't really about them. Like, yes, they may have been acting from their wounds, from their trauma, whatever, that doesn't excuse their behavior. But if we take a painful experience and instead of making it about what they did to me and we turn it and we think, what did they show me? What did they teach me? then we can start to use that pain and turn it into purpose. And so if they did something that hurt you, you can start to ask yourself, okay, what were they showing me about myself? And what lessons have I learned from that experience? And in doing that, you can realize that those experiences are helping you ascend through the levels of growth. And in fact, what they did is helping you become a master of your own life. What they did is helping you become a master of your own life. And how can you be mad at someone who is helping you attain mastery? You may not have enjoyed their methods, 
You may think they're a piece of shit and that's completely okay and totally within your, your control. But if they have helped you ascend, if they've helped you to help yourself, if they've helped you have stronger boundaries or better beliefs or even helped you heal so much that you can now go on and heal others, then they gave you a gift. And it might've been extremely painful. It might've been a, a gift wrapped in, like I said, dog turds, but it was still a gift. If you can turn that pain into purpose and into power. So that's my spiel on the forgiveness inventory and why it's important to do it. And if you're stuck on forgiveness and you're like, I have no idea how to do this, obviously I'm going to recommend tapping on it. And just talking through how they made you feel, what the experience was, and allowing yourself to really look your emotions in the eye. You can't outrun your fear your anger, your frustration, your feelings of hopelessness. You have to look at them in the eye and own them, accept them. And when you do that, you take all the power out of them. That's why tapping is so powerful. Because when we own those so-called dark spaces and places within ourselves, they're no longer powerful. They can't control us anymore. And it's really valuable to know that we can take anything painful that's happened to us and we can jujitsu that shit and make it something that works for us. It can be one of the most powerful pieces of our lives. So anyway, I made this list. I realized there's four people on this list that I need to forgive. Um, Some of them were people who did things to me that were really, really painful. Actually, they're all people who did things to me that were really, really painful. But when I look at what I learned from those experiences, holy shitballs, I have healed myself. I have healed so many other people. I have taken what I've learned from those experiences and turned them into products and sold them, and it's funded my lifestyle. Those things were gifts, really shitty gifts at the time, but I have used them. And that's what you have the opportunity to do as well. So that's, that's the deal with the forgiveness inventory. And like I said, I'm not perfect, right? I still have people on this list that I need to forgive, even though I, you know, I'm not livid at these people, but there's still, it feels like there's a little hook in my heart when I think about it which means there's something to clear up. So I really recommend you give this a shot. Maybe this is something you do over the weekend or you know, carve out an afternoon. If you're gonna tap on these things, drink plenty of water and you, know, you might wanna work, maybe do two people at once, not like in the same session, but do one person, then do the next person, drink some water, take a rest. Don't expect to go out to any social events afterwards. You're probably going to be real tired and maybe a little bit cranky because you're recalibrating your nervous system. It's big work. So be patient with yourself, but these are things that are so worth doing and I'm right there with you. So you are not alone. I love you. I hope this was helpful and I'll see you in the next episode as Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg would say. I love you.